fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fun stuff. But um, but yeah, I think we should uh, we should be good to start. Cool. To start. Yeah. yeah. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to Articulate. Uh, today we have Mariah Manano. How you doing, Mariah? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Uh, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Today we're here to talk about yoga. I freaking love yoga so much. <laughs> I uh, my experience with yoga, real quick. Um, didn't do a lot of it, <laughs> uh, and then I went to juvie in high school for a period of time, about three weeks, fun mm-hmm. time. Uh, and they set on Tuesdays and Thursdays yoga. You didn't have to do it, but if you didn't do it, you would just sit in your cell. <laughs> right. So it was really nice to get out. And honestly, like yoga is hard. You know what I mean? It's very. Um, actually, I did it a couple times in high school too. The high school classes. Yeah. When did you get into yoga? Um, so the very first time I did yoga mm-hmm. was when I was probably in elementary school. There was like a mom and daughter yoga event at a local Aww, studio. Mom and daughter yoga event? Yeah. That's so cute. It was really nice. And at the end, they gave you like a lavender towel to put over your face. It was so comforting. Really? So comforting. Damn, I skipped at yoga. I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. Um, so I think since then I had a really positive association with it. Yeah. Um, just from like cozy memories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you with that? Oh, probably like nine, nice. eight, nine. I don't know. Yeah. Young. <laughs> right. Um, and then when I was in high school, I started doing yoga a bit more because of like all of the stress mm. and everything. Yeah. Um, I feel that. And I just remember it being like a point for me to relax. Yeah. Um, Where did you start doing it? Like, did you still do it with your mom? <laughs> no, just, just on my own, like in my bedroom. Oh, nice. Like looking up poses and stuff online or something. Yeah. Um, I was really into Tumblr. So I would uh, look at Tumblr like, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Spot>. <laughs> uh, so I would find like little yoga sequences on Tumblr to do. Well, Tumblr was really good for that. Like just finding like little things that you're interested in and like following those pages that'll post resources for you to follow. Right. Things like that. Right. My Tumblr page was like a mix of like yoga and I was like. The Irish dance Tumblr community was huge as well. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting that. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, you Irish dance too? Yes. Damn, we got to do another podcast <laughs> on Irish dance. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then it was like the, like, you know, the Just Girly Things page. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the aesthetic photos. Yeah, with like the Cinderella's, like the Abby oh my or God. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that those were the people posting. So it was like <laughs> it was Irish dancing, yoga, and just girly things. That was your Tumblr. Yeah, aesthetic. and then of course like softcore porn because that's oh, what of course. Tumblr was. Tumblr is all about that. That's the only <laughs> thing I used it for. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And so you started doing it to kind of de-stress and relax, which is what yoga is like pretty much all about the history of yoga is really interesting i looked into it a little bit and like the first thing i just looked up like history of yoga online and it was like yoga has been here since the dawn of time or something <laughs> like that and i was like that's crazy like the early writings were on like fragile palm leaves or something like that and that's what it was saying which yeah. is wild that it goes back that far but i mean it's just so like uh i, I think there is something so um because we need to stretch, right? I mean, nomads, we're running around all the time. <laughs> Things like that, I guess. Well, actually, um, yoga was initially used to prepare for meditation. Oh. So, like, if you've ever tried to meditate or, like, sit still for a long period of time, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so yoga was initially used to prepare the body to be able to sit still for a long period of time so you oh. can meditate. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that makes so much sense because you get all stiff when you're... Yeah, you sit there and you're like, my back hurts, my hips hurt, and then you're like not Mm -hmm. actually 
doing your meditation the way you should yeah, be. Yeah, true. So it was initially like a spiritual thing. Um, yeah. Um, and even still, um, yoga is like kind of an all-encompassing thing. Um, the word yoga means like a unity or like a yoking of mind, body, and spirit. Oh. Um, so yoga is like so much more than just the poses. It's so much more about like the mind and you know the how you live your life and things like that yeah and like being in the moment and like exactly yeah yeah experiencing yeah. what you're like i think that's a big part of it and you know why you started doing it in high school even or why they made us doing it Julie, is like maybe right. for a second you can forget that you're in a weird situation or uncomfortable situation yeah right and even just like physiologically um there's so much that your breath and breathing can do mm. in our teacher training we did so much work with um just breath and the nervous system yeah um how like you know if you do a lot of like breathing in a lot of inhales it stimulates your um sympathetic nervous system so it's supposed to be energizing yeah versus if you do like longer exhales it's supposed to stimulate like your parasympathetic nervous system and calm you down oh wow. um so that was like just learning that alone i was like oh yeah. so that's what, a good tool <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like what is so you're a teacher and when did that whole like when did you start to think like oh i could do this like I guess kind of professionally. Yeah. Um, so doing a teacher training was kind of something that I had been interested in for a while. Mm. Um, Since high school? Maybe a little bit later than that. Right, right, right. It was like one of those things that just always seemed so distant. It was like, okay, maybe I'll do that one day. Like that would be something to cool, cool to do at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but then last year an opportunity kind of fell into my lap mm. um, where the studio that I was practicing at was doing a teacher training. And um, I was just kind of at a point in my life where I really needed something. Mm. So After like post COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, also just like one of the biggest reasons I started teacher training was just for my own mental health. Mm. Um, and it's going to sound so like basic and silly, but like the transformation that it had mm. in my life and like my mindset and my outlook has really been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm not super experienced with yoga. I mean, I have had, of course, like a couple of things. And, you know, since I learned some of those poses back when I was, you know, like 17, 18, um, I, I, I got really into meditation for a little bit. And yeah. I, I'm curious as to how much of it overlaps because it sounds like a lot. <laughs> and like I have had similar like literally like perception changes from the meditation that I do. Yeah. So there's there's actually um eight limbs of yoga that talk about um and sometimes they show it as a tree where you kind of go up but it doesn't you don't have to do like the first limb and then the second limb and then the third it's not like a hierarchical or uh, hierarchical thing hierarchical. that's a hard word yeah no no it's true <laughs> i would i would i would have just like said another word <laughs> but it's a tree and there's tree limbs and that's how they like rank or not rank but that's how they there's different levels Kind of. You can do them all at the same time, mm. um, but they kind of go like more and more inwards. So the eight limbs of yoga start with the yamas and the niyamas, which are um, basically like, mm, for lack of a better word, like an ethical code. Mm. Um, and they deal with things like um, the yamas are more like outside of yeah. yourself and the niyamas are more inside so for example the yamas might be there's a principle called asteya um which is truth telling um mm. like non-harm 
yeah. things like that. Um, and then for the niyamas, it's um, things like something called tapas, which is like sticking through uh, the hard things. So in class, like if you're applying that to like a physical yoga class, you could be like tapas would be like sitting through chair pose. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it can also be just in your life, just working through hard times as well. Interesting. So like the, the truth telling, how does that apply to yoga? Yeah. So the truth telling is important because all of the, all of them kind of build off of one another. Mm. So the different Yamas are ahimsa or nonviolence, mm-hmm. satya or truthfulness, right. asteya or non-stealing. I misspoke earlier. That's yeah, okay. Uh, Brahmachara or non-excess, and aparigraha, which is like non-possessiveness. So okay. they all build off of one another, and yeah. so the start of it all is nonviolence. Okay. So it's like it's almost an emotional thing, like kind of anger, like or not having anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It's peacefulness right um but it's also the concept of like non-violence towards yourself oh too yeah no that's nice um which is really interesting mm-hmm. yeah um and then you move towards truthfulness right. so wanting to tell the truth and be honest but in a way that's not harming others right and that's the trick isn't it? It is the trick. <laughs> but that's something that has been really interesting for me to think about over the last year like every time i've had to have a difficult conversation mm-hmm. figuring out okay how do i word this to be honest but also not hurting not somebody hurt else your feelings. yeah <laughs> that's actually one of the reasons why i kind of um it, it just feels so much and, and and that's a lesson that i've learned so many times throughout my life like it's so much better to be honest right. with even like small things. But in general, if you're honest with somebody and something goes bad, at least you can say you were honest and it went bad as opposed to, you know, you lied and it went bad. Right. right? It just saves everybody time. Too. That's also true. Very true. <laughs> that's cool. But that's a that's definitely, a, of course, obviously yoga is, has like these really cool values in it. And to know that truth telling for yourself like in interior and external is is really good. Yeah. Um and I think my favorite one that I you know have kind of ruminated on over the last year is um the one about non-stealing because mm. it's cuz you not steal just, from Target like every day. <laughs> it's not just about like stealing in terms of like shoplifting, but mm. it's more so about like not stealing from yourself, not stealing from others, um not Elaborate. stealing from the planet. So it's like one example is like if somebody's telling you a story or they're telling you something that happened to them and they really want you to listen, mm-hmm. non-stealing would be, you know, actually listening to them, giving them that time of day, whereas stealing from them would be like, well, in my experience, I had this um, experience and yeah. not giving them the proper time and attention that they deserve. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stealing from yourself, what's that? Stealing from yourself can look like um, I'm very hard on myself right. <laughs> as a person. So stealing yeah. from myself could be like um, selling myself short okay. or not totally believing in yourself. Mm. Those are just some examples. Yeah. So do these 
are these like taught during yoga sessions? Like again, this I'm kind of like the relation is uh, obviously they're they're related, but I, I don't right. know how. <laughs> that's the difficult thing, um, and as a teacher, that's been a really hard thing to bring into my classes. Mm, um, it's something that I want to do further training in for sure because I believe that all of this stuff is the most important part of yoga. Mm. Um, I mean, it, theoretically, in like yoga theory, it makes up the majority. Like the non-physical aspects make up the majority of yoga. Yeah, um, so strange. But when you're teaching people poses, it's hard to be like, don't steal from yourself and others. <laughs> um, yeah. So figuring out ways to bring that into the yoga class is something that I'm still grappling with. Do you have like peers, like mentors, peers that kind of have helped you with that? I, so the great thing about being a teacher is you can go to anybody else's classes and you always learn something. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just like picking and choosing from other teachers and being like, oh, I like how they did this or that. Yeah. 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 So how, I mean, have you like started to, to, to work that in? Uh, one of the things that I started doing um, at the end of class like after I bring people out of Shavasana, I have them pause and offer themselves a moment of gratitude. Mm. Um, Namaste. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'll have them, you know, I'll have them lay on their sides and I'll say, okay, offer yourself a moment of gratitude. It can be something really small or something big. Mm -hmm. um, and from bringing that into my classes, I realized like, oh, I don't have that practice myself. Oh, wow. Um, so I started keeping a gratitude journal. Yeah, that's um, really big in psychology and like mental health. Where, yeah. You know, when, when people are going through a hard time, like one of the first things that they say to do is like, you know, not just journal, but like, you know, be just write down what you're actually grateful for in the moment, you know, and like what and it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm grateful that I have food and I have, you know, water. And those are important things to acknowledge, but it can go even deeper than that. Right. Um, like, I'm thankful that I have a family who have taught me these specific values. And here's why those values have helped me become who I am you know what I mean so there's right. this thing that's not you can you can look at it as surface value things but it's also like gratitude goes so much deeper when you actually start writing it down and like looking into what you're actually grateful for and it can even be like so much shallower too like some that's days true. I'll write in my journal it's like I am grateful that I lit my candle today <laughs> that made me feel so good and cozy and warm yeah um I always do it right before I go to bed uh, you light a candle before you fall asleep. That sounds safe. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I write in my journal every right, night before right. I go to bed. Right. Um, and it's just such a good, like, way of closing my day. Um, mm. And sometimes I'll just, like, look through the things that I've written. And some of them are very large, um, like the things that you mentioned. But some of them are very small, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thankful for two-ply. Two-ply is very nice <laughs> compared to one-ply. Oh, I accidentally bought one-ply. Oh, isn't that the worst? It is the worst. Because then you got to go through it. You're not going to waste it. But no. it's like, yeah, it's terrible. And now every time I have people over, I feel the need to be like, I am so sorry. I'm sorry about it the one-ply. It was not on ply. purpose. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got the, the two limbs, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are eight, though. There are eight. Right. How long did this class take? <laughs> like, how long did the training take for you? Uh, it was 200 hours. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so the third limb is asana, which is the physical poses. Okay. It's so um, weird because that's like from an outside perspective on yoga. That's what 
people see. Like, that's the only right. thing. They're just like, oh, yoga is like a stretching thing. You're like, mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is pranayama or breath. Hmm. Um, prana is like the life force. Okay. Um, so it's like that moving that life force through your body, essentially. Right. Um, and there's a ton of different breathing exercises that you can do. As I was alluding to earlier, people will use them for different purposes. Yeah. Um, breathing? Underrated. Under So underrated. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, that was one of the things with meditation that it's so hard for a lot of people to just focus on your breath. But uh, one of the things that I learned when I was going through that uh, phase in life was like, I heard it from Alan Watts, but breathing is one of the few things that it's like, it's almost like your arteries, but like, it's something that happens naturally, right? but it's also something that you can think about consciously. So it's, uh, it, it, you know, borders on that state of, of mental where it's almost like the world, right? The world is happening to you, but you're also happening to the world. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's so like when you put it in perspective like that and you actually think about how your breath, like affects you and like the way that you just are like be you know what I mean it's it's crazy it is crazy yeah and like damn you ever take a big breath and it just feels so good oh my god (laughs) yeah I can't imagine yeah not being able to breathe I can't imagine not being able to breathe that would suck (laughs) yeah no seriously and like uh just just like I don't know I feel the same way about water where it's just like it's something that's so like um just something you could just like not appreciate that much right but like after like when you walk outside on a beautiful day you go and you just like feel the sun on your face and like the cool it's like a little bit of spring air or something you know what I mean and it's just like fills your lungs the other kind of air I really love to breathe in is like a cold fall rainy day really just like the coolness and the dampness it's just Oh, it feels so good. All right, rank your airs. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, yeah, That's cool, though. Yeah, yeah. That, again, is one of the hardest parts for people in meditation to be like, why am I just focusing on breathing? There's so many other things going on in your brain. But, like, right. if you're actually thinking about it, there's so much, like, going on. I don't know. I love breathing. <laughs> okay. That's another limb. Yes. Yeah. So that's. Sorry, I went four. off on a limb. Um, next is pratyahara, which is, um, withdrawing from the senses. So it's like drawing more into yourself. Um, we did an exercise, um, in teacher training where you basically like cover like your mouth, your nose, I mean, obviously you're, you're still breathing. So you're not like closing your nose all the way, but you're like closing off your ears a little bit. And just, it's, you can start to hear like your breath more. Mm. Um, you start to feel your heartbeat more. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, – well, that's curious because I always thought it was about focusing on the senses a little bit more because, like, when you focus on your senses, it kind of is – takes you – removes you from your thoughts a little bit. Right. And, like, that was one of the things that really helped me get into the meditative state was breathing, but not just – again, not just the act of breathing, but, like, how it feels with the air coming in, how it sounds, just the the sound of the breath coming in and out, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff. And and so it's weird to say that you eliminate the senses. Yeah, and it's interesting in the sense of like for to culp, to cultivate presence. Yeah. I really like to focus on senses, like especially touch. Right. Yeah. Um if I'm ever like, oh my God, I need to just focus or like come back into the 
the present moment. Yeah. Um, I'll rely on my senses to do that. So withdrawal from the senses, it's, it's so hard to explain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky one. Cause like I said, I mean, that's one of the other things that they teach you when you are going through like mental health issues is like, you know, my my therapist said one time she was like like if you're going on like an anxious spiral just mm-hmm. start looking around you and start like labeling things like oh that's a board that's a you know bird that's a, a yeah. stick you know what i mean the five things you can see four things you can hear yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i'll tell you one time one of the biggest things for me was that i had this whole crazy experience with meditation where i literally was like awoken <laughs> which was i was like i didn't even have to do any drugs to get this this is crazy uh <laughs> But brains, man. Yeah, brains are wild. Um, But one of the things that really always brought me back to the present moment was just literally looking at my hand because it was like in front of your face. And you think about when you were a kid, like how how present you were and how you didn't have a lot to think about but when you're a kid you you know even like being on the ground looking at like grass blades and Mm -hmm. and, you know just like you would look at your hands and it was like wow this is like life you know what i mean right yeah it's seeing things with such a fresh perspective that is i don't know it's beautiful it's it's really cool um I, I think mindfulness is insane. Um, so like going on walks and purposely going out with the intention of mindfulness and being aware of things, you see so much cool shit on the street, (laughs) especially Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's not that cool. Sometimes you're like, what is that? Um, but like things like little birds nests or buds on the trees. Um, and I think especially last year when I have, I was having a really tough time with my mental health. Um, just forcing myself to go outside and really pay attention to the small things was huge for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think another part of the of being of mindfulness and being aware of your surroundings and being present is also kind of nostalgic in a way because it again is. it takes you back to a time when you were more present than you know than you are now, you know. Right. And so what it makes me think is like like sometimes I'll just like get a smell of like outside. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh wow, that reminds me of fifth grade for some reason. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just uh, it, it's so cool to to be able to. It, it makes me think about in the future. It's like if I if I'm not mindful and like taking this in now, am I gonna remember? You know, it's like I, yeah, you know, in the yeah, future, yeah. I want to be able to connect things to this time period too. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, am I gonna remember this? I really want to remember this moment in the future yeah yeah definitely so it's when you're when there is something like that that's when you really like kind of try to turn on turn on your mindfulness and like you know be present and remember (laughs) (laughs) take it all in for sure um right yeah yeah um so then the next one these last three um are kind of like the most abstract um it's dharana or concentration um so that's when you like really get into like your your groove like your flow state and you're really paying attention to something um oh god what is the disney movie where that man plays the piano yeah yeah like that yeah like that yeah yeah Yeah, it's crazy i so uh, the flow state is so like strange to me it's like so foreign yeah because like i've been in it like I get in it. I used to be in it a lot more, but it's so strange to like relate it to like meditation or yoga. Yeah. 
especially yeah again because you want to like be paying attention and be mindful but yeah. then at the same time like something flow takes state it's like whenever i reach that i'm like oh this is like the next level of consciousness <laughs> yeah yeah something takes over and yeah. like you said it's like not mind it technically is mindful but like right. not really you know yeah it feels so good yeah yeah it does it, and it like after you get out of it you're like damn i was really in it there for mm-hmm. a minute and you just feel like that's what I want to be all the time, you know. Right. You can't be on all the time because no. that's also like super tiring. But right. if you could, you'd kill it out here. This is why people do drugs. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> all, right, all right. Um, the next one is Diana or meditation. Mm. Um, and the last one is uh Samadhi or freedom from illusion. Freedom from illusion. Yeah. So it's like you're seeing everything as it is. Um like you have this sense of clarity. Okay. Um, and like one example, and again, like these are the most abstract. They're, they're like the hardest to attain. Um, but I think one example of this is like one time I like, hmm. uh, I, it was just a rough day for me and my bike stopped working and I needed to be somewhere. And, I left my wallet at home, so I didn't even have my SEPTA key. Oh, no. So it was just a tough day. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I was able to like borrow a SEPTA key from somebody. And I was on the bus on the way home, and I was able to see myself kind of from a third-person perspective. And I was like, you know what? I am sitting here upset that I was upset about this situation. Yeah. Maybe I just should take a deep breath yeah and like, this is not that deep there was a solution yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like being like all right i have options like it, it, right that's the hardest thing is like the self-awareness of it all like the mm-hmm. the emotion that goes into it because emotions are so powerful sometimes yeah and so like to be able to really like when you're having a bad day and like and it's just like the little things that happen too that it was just like you're you yeah. you know you left your wallet at home or and it's just yeah I I totally get that it's just like the fucking yeah the the car won't open or something right. something like that right and you just be like all right all right all right I have a car yeah <laughs> I'm literally here it's not that far I'll figure it out a lot of the time it's probably just because like you feel like you'll waste time yeah but we got to remember that. It's nothing's a waste of time. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the produ- productivity mindset. <laughs> yeah, the productivity mindset, the capitalistic mindset that they push on all of us. But right. We don't have to get into that. No. <laughs> yeah. um, but that does bring me to a point where um, there are certain people in the yoga community um, who kind of push the idea that rest is revolutionary mm. um, and that we as human beings need rest. Um, and with the new year just happening and everything like that. A lot of people within the yoga community are like, guys, it's winter. We are bears. We're mammals. We need to sleep. Like if you're going out and setting your intentions to be a whole new person in January, (laughs) not the best time to do it. Yeah. (laughs) That's really interesting. You bring that up. Cause I, I like last weekend, I, for the first time in forever. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because like over the, this past summer, I've been like, the most mentally healthy that I've ever been. It was great. It was beautiful. And I was doing... Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly do need to, like, keep telling myself, like, that it, that was a good job. It took so much work to get there. So, right. Um, but with that came, I was like, oh, I could do anything. <laughs> and I could do it all. You know what I mean? And I was just, like, just running from, you know, stand-up to, you know, rock climbing to podcasting, you know, all right. these things. And just going and going and going. And I was able to do it. I had the energy. And then... Like, since I came back from, you know, the holidays from with my family and everything, 
I've, there's just been moments where it's like, I really don't want to go do stand-up tonight or I don't want to work out. And I'm, before, like this year, I would have just been like, no, you have to. Like, that's a healthy thing to do. You have to do these things. Right. But now it's just like, you're going to come back. Like, you're not going to give it up. You know what I mean? And being resting, like you were saying, is, right. is so, so important for self self-care in general. Like, I didn't yeah. go out at all last weekend. Friday night, I stayed in, smoked a little weed, <laughs> and just, like, kind of chilled, watched a nice movie, did the same thing on Saturday. And before, I would have been, like, FOMO. I would have been, right. you know, like, oh, I, like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I not being, like, if, if I didn't have people to go meet, why am I not, like, writing or not, like, reading or something like that? But yeah. sometimes it's nice to just chill. To just do nothing. Yeah, just chill. Oh, my God. I've started painting a little bit, and oh. I'm not, like, I'm not super good or anything, but just sitting there and listening to podcasts yeah. uh, and painting my little pictures makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking to uh, Andrew uh, De Pascal. He was on uh, last week and he paints and he's also a stand-up comic too. So mm. there's a part to creative endeavors that is the craft and the skill right. that is really like you have to turn your brain on. You have to like, you know, kind of work at it. But painting is, like, one of those things, especially when you're not trying to do it professionally, where you can just, like, you know, just, like, put, you know, just your expression onto the, onto the, uh, whatever it is, the, the paint board, what do they call yeah. that? The canvas. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, confession, I am not one of those people that can just do, like, woo, and, like, make things abstract. I have to paint, like, shapes and. Yeah, well, Always, of like, trace it out and. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, it's still meditative in a it sense. Is, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's like my own little paint by numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to the point where I can do some, you know, Bob Ross landscape painting. Yeah, that definitely. That would make me so happy. But what's great about it, too, is, again, is, like, there's not a timeline. So, of course, you want to get a little bit better. But, again, right. it's not like there's a lot of pressure. Like, nobody's being like, you need to get better at this. Right. You, know? <laughs> so you don't have to, like, beat yourself up. And it could be a fun process along the way. Yeah. And, and still creative and... Is there creativity that goes into yoga? I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Both with practicing and with teaching. Um, I think they really feed into each other, too, because since I gained a deeper knowledge through, like, teacher training, you learn different modifications for poses, too. Mm. So you learn, like, how to use props and blocks and poses and right. what you can do instead of this and everything. Um, so when I'm practicing... It's always like, okay, what do I feel like doing right now? And how can I fit this into this practice and that sort of thing? Um, tip for anybody. Mm -hmm. If a yoga teacher ever tells you anything, it is a suggestion. Oh. You do not have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do anything. Ever. This is true. <laughs> you could literally, in a yoga class, just lay in child's pose or shavasana the whole time and you're doing yoga. Oh, wow. Yeah. I might do that <laughs> next time. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. And I imagine, I mean, since it's so old, I doubt there are any, are people still coming up with new poses and things like that? Um, or like new ways of yoga? I would say so, yeah. So actually, really strangely, or I thought it was really strange, a lot of the modern poses that we have mm -hmm. um, are elements that are borrowed from Dutch boys gymnastics. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, when yoga first became, like, westernized, I guess they were like, let's make it more athletic. Yeah. Let's look fair. at boys' gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. It works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I wonder if there's going to be a new wave. I think there is now, especially, like, the Instagram 
yoga influences. That's not real yoga, though. Yeah. Like, that thing where you're just trying to, like, push your body to its absolute limits and try to get something just for a picture. Like, that's not yoga. They turned it into a capitalistic thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to push themselves with yoga. But maybe something good will come out of that because, I mean, pushing yourself, I think, is good for certain to learn things a lot yeah. of the time. Tapas. Tapas. What's tapas? It's uh, that principle we discussed a little bit uh, earlier about like sitting with things and working through them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that uh, we can relate it to the world, but I think there's, um, you know, a lot of hard times that people go through. And, right. But there's a lot of good that can come out of that. And it's the same way with a skill or a craft. You know, you got to push through and push yourself with it a little bit. But from it, there could be a new wave. You could be the next. You could make a whole new wave of yoga. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, we'll put that on you. Um, um, I think yoga with Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. What's that? Uh, she is a very popular YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and especially during COVID, so many people were practicing with her channel. And I think in terms of online yoga presences, I think she does a good job of, um, you know, balancing. Her classes aren't crazy hard. Mm. Um, she tries to tailor them for certain kinds of people. Like she has... Um, like yoga for runners, yoga for people with low back pain. Oh, cool. Things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think she also sometimes in her classes like tries to take a more like holistic approach to yoga, looking at some of like the mental aspects as well. Um, with the caveat that one, it's so hard to tailor a class online. Like if you're just teaching yeah. to a video camera, you can't, you can't give cues or you can't adjust people's poses because you can't see them. Yeah. Um, and the second caveat being um, with people like yoga with Adrian um, being so popular, it kind of doesn't people don't really search out or seek um, yoga from people who don't look like yoga with Adrian or even me, like thin white women mm. Um and I think right now in yoga, there's a really big push of decolonizing yoga, um, which involves, you know, going back to yoga's roots and mm -hmm. the elements beyond just the physical poses, but also, um, you know, lift, lifting up, listening, elevating uh, yoga teachers who especially are of South Asian descent, um, yeah. yoga teachers of color, mm -hmm. um, and making a push to have yoga not just look so whitewashed yeah watch out white men might come for it though <laughs> <laughs> no no but that's good this is good to hear because yeah I, I think it should be more accessible to a lot of people and i i think it is i mean there is a part where you know that yoga is feminized a little bit where it is yeah and even if it is feminine maybe you should access your feminine side a little bit you know <laughs> uh, and that's the other thing that i found surprising when i started actually like um Sorry. Doing yoga right like now. Sit. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> In a weird way. But the history of yoga is very masculine. It, mm. It's not until fairly recently that um, yoga became like female dominated. And that's um, also a Western thing, mm. too. Once yoga was westernized um, and, you know, 
the whole industry with yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It started from yoga pants. <laughs> yoga prom- pants caused it all. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so weird. But I'm glad there's a push for it, though, because, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm always interested in is, like, there's these long estab- established practices and ideas and how, I mean, obviously they're going to stay the same at the core, but how can we evolve them to our day and age and things right. like that? So it's good to hear that they're still doing that <laughs> with yoga. Right. Yeah. And to have somebody on the inside. <laughs> yeah. And then there's people that are doing uh, yoga in different ways. Like there's people doing like goat yoga. and Oh, yeah. You were um, telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> you do yoga with goats. I've never done goat yoga. Um, people have like different opinions about it, but... Um, I personally like baby goats. Um, it sounds like not vegan. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like you're eating the goats or something. But yeah. No, they're just crawling on your back. That's um, fun. And then there's some studios that'll do, or I've like seen teachers that have done, um, oh, I forget what they call them, but basically they provide you an edible at the start of class. You Whoa. eat the edible and then you do yoga. Whoa. <laughs> that actually sounds sick. I would yeah. do that. I don't know what that would be like for me. You know, the, the thing about, well, we don't have to get into like edibles, but I feel like <laughs> it's more of like a, like a coming on. And so like you can kind of channel your mind a little bit before mm. it really like sets in. Yeah. And so if you're doing yoga while it's coming on, it's probably nice to like, you're like, wow, I'm really focused on my breathing right now. And then it like becomes like an overwhelming sense of like, wow, this is a flow state maybe. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. That would be cool. I think. But also scary because if it goes bad, it goes bad, oh, no. <laughs> and you're in front no, of you're no, in a class no. <laughs> of other people doing yoga, and you're like, "Why are people stretching around me?" I don't know. <laughs> it gets meta real fast. Yeah, very meta. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, but I think we've uh, I think we've done uh, we've covered a lot of yoga. Is there anything that I may have missed that you were interested in in covering with the yoga? Yeah, I guess just like. My experience with teaching, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. Um, just kind of coming into myself as a teacher. Because part of it is, like, you're entertaining people. Part of it is you're leading people. Oh, and, wow, yeah. Um, your voice is so important and how you phrase things. And it's so much thinking on the spot. Because you're trying to walk people through all of the poses, but then also you're looking at people's bodies to say, okay, how can I give them cues either for like safety? Yeah. Um, or to the individuals. Yeah. Right. Doing hands-on assists right. with people and like making sure you're like the way that you're assisting them is like actually helping them in the pose. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. It really is like a performance up there. It is. Wow. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to put on an act mm. like you are in some ways playing a role. Like when I step into the studio, I am assuming my role as yoga teacher, right. uh, but I'm still myself. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really hard line to balance sometimes. Yeah. And just like even the things that it seems so easy, like walking around the studio can sometimes be so hard, mm. so hard. Why? Because you're like, uh, sometimes you second guess yourself and you're like, do I want to walk this way or this direction? <laughs> um. <laughs> Just picking a way to walk. That's the hardest. Yeah, one of the hardest And then things. you have to be careful you're not like kicking over people's water bottles. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. And then I bet you get some characters in there, too. Yeah. 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 Some regulars. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That sounds nice. It's been really nice to get to know people that live in my neighborhood and... 
I think yoga was is probably a really interesting thing to connect on too. Like mm-hmm. meeting people in a yoga class and like in that setting that's kind of a safe environment and very peaceful. It must be Yeah. It must create good relations. I don't know. I think Yeah. yeah. Everybody that I did my teacher training with, we got so close. Mm. Um I think almost everybody cried in front of everybody else <laughs> during teacher training. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that'll that'll bring people together for sure. Right. I usually do that with a couple glasses of wine with my friends, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it works out the other way. You can also do, like, some journaling about your future goals. Oh, true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that with, with the yoga teachers? Yeah, we did, um, like, teacher training was so much more than just, like, learning how to teach yoga. It's like a self betterment journey wow i think is how it's marketed (laughs) usually um but we did so many different exercises like uh getting in touch with your core values Mm. um goal setting visions yeah um and i think a lot of it self-help thing it really is yeah yeah. yeah. a lot of it is like getting to like who are you as a person because if you are being fake Mm -hmm both as an individual and when you're teaching yoga, it shows. Um, And in the context of a yoga class, like people can pick up on that and it can make people really uncomfortable. Right. And when it's supposed to be that safe space where they can feel comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you really do have to channel. Wow. You got to learn to be genuine. And that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like teaching like kids too. I mean, like teaching in a class is like if people, if they know that you're not being yourself, then these kids are going to like act weird and they're not going right. to want to learn from you and things like that. But if you're being genuine with them, they will want to be genuine back, I think, right. for the most part. So you really have to go through that self-help journey to be able to understand who you are genuinely, which, I mean, do you ever really know who you are? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I like to say in my classes is like our bodies and our minds are constantly changing. Mm. Um, and it's our job to pay attention to that right. and to just take notice of it. Yeah. Cause one day you might be feeling one thing or your body might be able to do some pose and the next day you can't. Right. And that's totally okay. That's mm. who you are that day. That's important to remember. Yeah. With like everything. And it's good that you reiterate that in yoga for sure. Because like, yeah, sometimes like when I'm climbing or whatever, it's like, I should be able to get this. And you like beat right. yourself up. And you're like, you know what? Today is kind of the self-care thing we were talking about today. You can't push yourself that far. It's not a bad thing. It's just what it's like today. Right. Yeah. Day by day being present. Day by day being present. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, one thing I've been saying. I've been saying lately, uh, it, it just slipped out once and it's just become a thing that I've been saying now, uh, is I'm trying me best. I'm trying me best. I'm trying me best. <laughs> yeah, but it works. <laughs> You're trying to be me the best you can be. Yeah. I didn't mean to rhyme, but that was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it works. Though. I, I like that. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I, I didn't realize the whole teaching thing was like a whole journey that they put you through 200 hours though i mean you gotta imagine (laughs) you gotta imagine you go through a lot with that and then there's like so many other certifications and trainings like um there's 300 hour teacher trainings you can do where you just go more in depth into everything um and that's something i'm definitely interested in just not yet yeah yeah don't push yourself it's also expensive oh well that stinks so eventually yeah but that's crazy i didn't even think about it but i guess at some point it could become a profession for a lot of people if you really Mm -hmm. wanted to get into it and like really learn all the things and visit you know the places where it started and right yeah and and really get into it that's cool It, it really is like 
I, that's what I love about this podcast is like I, I learned so many things and there's just like so, there's just worlds that open up behind just like yeah. you know it's like you think about yoga it's just like oh just like poses you know like I said from an out, outside perspective she's like oh you're just stretching right and it's like yeah but there's a lot more that goes into it that's yeah. cool so that's th- like the main thing I try to get people to take away is that yoga is so much more than just the poses and mm. as i was saying earlier it's so hard to say that yeah during a class <laughs> without being lectury right yeah but uh again I, I mean if you make it a safe space and you're genuine then you know hopefully people will be open to more than just the, the poses and things like that right yeah definitely okay Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel very relaxed right now. <laughs> we didn't even do any physical we didn't poses. Even do yoga. We should have done. That would have been we, a good podcast. Just done doing yoga. yoga. But you would just hear like breathing over the microphone. It would just be like. Yeah. <laughs> True. People listening. Yeah. 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 Can we do one? Can we, what's the easy one we could do right now? Oh. Oh. We don't have a ton of space. We can yeah, do. We don't have um, a lot. Um, I like, like a double pigeon sort of yeah. deal. Real quick, I like the dangly one where you like just dangle. That's oh, we can one. do that one. Yeah. That one. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay. So, forward fold. Bend over at your hips. Okay, all the way down. All the way down. Bend your knees as much as you need. Okay. Bending your knees more gives you more love. <laughs> Opening in your low back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then release through the top of your head. If you can't, I know we have microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just release through the top of your head. Yeah, just, um, I like to tell people to soften through the back of their neck. Ooh, this just feels good in general. It does feel This is almost better than the dangly. <laughs> wow. All right, I feel good. I'm going to stand back up if I can. Holy cow. <laughs> All right, Mariah. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thank and, you so uh, much for having me. Yeah, this was really fun and, and informative. So thank you so much. Yeah. I'll give you a little. Hell right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool.